Today, I'm going to sit down with Mason, a dancer, performer, and educator who started dancing as an older teenager and had the courage to overcome the negative opinions of his mentors so that he could live an artist's life. So pour a cup of Yorkshire tea and join us for Dancers in Studio Drinking Tea. I'm trying so hard to hold it in, but I am like... (laughs) My guest today is Mason. Uh, We are super excited to welcome him and hear his journey through dance. And today I'm actually drinking, I'm drinking a Yorkshire tea, but Mason is drinking a coffee because he's a big coffee lover. So welcome, Mason. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for the coffee. Wonderful. So what was your first exposure to dance? Like what was your first... First thing you remember about dancing? Or- um, my first ever exposure to dance was when I was really young. Um, I am Macedonian and Serbian, so I spent a lot of time going to like cultural events and various like, um, we call them igranka, which is like a Serbian dance or a Macedonian party. And we would do these circle dances and I loved it. And then quickly realized that I was the only boy who loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of fun hanging out with the girls at church. And, um, Then on my journey through high school, things sort of shifted from my cultural experience, which was I had like a kind of secluded childhood where it was a lot of Macedonian culture and very limited Canadian culture. Okay. Uh, My parents are first generation immigrants, so they really had control over a lot of what we were consuming as kids. Uh, But then when I became a teenager, it became more about like figuring out what everyone else had learned over the last 15 years. Um, And then when I went to performing arts school was the first time that I had done any type of structure dance class. Awesome. Um, I remember going to the audition day and they had a woman who was not my teacher at any time while I was at school. Um, but she asked me how many years of dance I had and I told her none and I thought she was going to be like, oh my gosh, because you're doing so amazing. And she just fully was like, I can tell you have not had any training. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm still going to give it like I'm auditioning today. So that's cool. Then when I got into college, I was doing, it was mandatory dance, jazz, and tap. And in my ballet class, there was a six-tier structure. Um, I started in level one in all three. And by the end of the third term of six, my ballet teacher told me that at this point in my life as an 18, 19-year-old, there's no point in trying so hard or continuing on my journey because I would never at any point in time become a professional dancer or be a lead in a dance ensemble or be any type of featured mover because of my age and my lack of experience. Um, Oh, wow. That's terrible. It was really tough. That Especially is, that is when you're a... like building yourself in this yes. for the first time in this community and to okay. have your leader tell you like, don't. And I, I truly feel like, and I don't know if it's just me, but I truly feel like if you have that desire that's in you and yes. it was planted there, it is, it's meant to grow. Yes, right? I agree. And it doesn't matter your time or age. If, if that's part of your destiny, it's actually going to happen. Yes, right? and you yeah. feel like a connection to it. And even if your turnout isn't fully flat, but you're a little bit in a V, that's fine. You can still do all the same same things and you'll work on that stretching exactly over time there's no rush like dance I think is a lifelong journey so I started at 18 and by 21 I think had 
had the opportunity to dance with the National Ballet of Canada and learn from some of the best dancers in the world doing the Nutcracker, like watching them do fuetes and pirouettes on rollerblades. Like I'm like, what is going on? It was so magical. And to see they like they were all adult dancers or like my age or older even, yes. where when I had begun, that teacher told me like you dance until 25 and then you become a choreographer. And, and that's, not, like, that's not true. No, it no. was not true at no. all. And now in my experience, the most successful or established dancers I know are in their 30s or above and they've found safe ways to do the tricks or do the skills Everlasting. Everlasting, right? Yes. yes. I know so many people who are still professional dancers. Mm -hmm. um, one of my first like paid professional gigs, I was in my early 20s, yes. right? Um, you did a lot of things before that where, you know, you maybe volunteer or honorarium, things mm -hmm. like that. But to actually be paid as a dancer often is into your 20s when yes. you're actually you know, established enough uh, as a performer too, mm -hmm. and an artist, right? It's not just enough to have the skills or the technique, but uh, it's the showmanship, yeah, it's the, the performance. Can you yeah. fill in the gaps? Yes. Like a lot of times when I'm working on shows, there'll be choreo where it's really intense, and then it'll be like a step touch or something really slow for a while, and then can you fill that space still? Can you make it look as intricate as when you were doing a double jump into a pirouette, into the splits, but can you make it to the same feeling step touching yes like that is it's amazing right yes. and it's like when you watch people on broadway right sometimes mm -hmm. you'll have the dancers will have these most intricate beautiful pieces yes and sometimes they they're it, what they're doing is not necessarily intricate, but interesting. Yes. And big. You and still need that. You still want that. Yeah. That, that touch. That that ball change. That uh -huh. uh, box step to still be like stunning. Yeah. Right? And Are full you of life. With it. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And and where is that movement taking you? How is it? How is it moving the story along? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people can get lost in the like, the technicality of it. Yes. And not in the trajectory of like where is the story going and yeah. how is what my is body helping to tell that exactly. Yes. One yeah. of my favorite things anyone ever told me was in performance, first you talk about it, then you sing about it, and if you still can't get your point across, then you dance about it. Yes. Because everyone can see and feel what your body is doing. So it is like the most, I don't want to say like primal form of communication, but it is like the most basic way to say like, my heart and hurts for you, you or like yes and everyone can understand it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what language you're speaking yes it is it's universal right oh, you can yeah. watch something and go oh and feel that energy totally from somebody. Yeah. even in cultural dances where i'm not a part of that culture like for example in bollywood dances i find it super clear when it is like a big party and they're doing big motions and their faces are all lit up and then when it's like a somber point in the song or a somber part of the dance their whole physicality will change even if they're still doing the same like pony motion or like big arms what their intention is has changed in the dance and in the songs so it and it makes it beautiful to watch even yes. though you don't dance it yourself you can appreciate it and and yes. understand it right? totally yeah, yeah. It's absolutely so awesome. it, it's so wonderful to be able to experience different styles of dance mm -hmm. um and whether you're experiencing them as a viewer or as a performer oh yeah um, but to, to have somebody i guess tell you that at 18 would be a really it would either deflate you or mm -hmm. I'm assuming it motivated you. Oh yeah, for me, I in my life I've had a lot of people tell me what I can't do or that I'll never be able to achieve certain things. Uh, some of that cultural, some of that societal. But within that, I immediately as a kid was like, don't, you can't tell me what to do. No. <laughs> so no. then I always chose to use it as fuel and 
sometimes with the intention to prove people wrong and sometimes just knowing that in my heart I know this is what I am meant to do Love and that. that is what happened with dance I was like I can I know that you are a professional dancer you're she was a ballerina who had traveled the world who now is in France working with like the best dancers that she could ever work like I'm like whoa I know you know what you're talking about but also I know I'm meant to do this so I'm gonna give it my best and now like less than oh I guess okay like 10 years later. 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a choreographer, professional dancer. Like I'm doing similar things to her with like obviously on a different scale. Like she's in her maybe 50s now and is like slaying the world. But one day me too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I, I love that you had that confidence in yourself to trust that mm -hmm. feeling and that you know it and that you love it. And I think sometimes, yeah, we don't always all get the same opportunities yes. as kids, right? Sometimes like I know my parents for them, for me to dance, um, it was a struggle, mm -hmm. right? It was, it was not easy for them. It was not super attainable. Yes. And so they worked really hard to be able to give me as much opportunity as they possibly could, mm -hmm. right? And then with that, you, you could fuel yourself and I would practice on my own and yeah, I would study totally. where I could and any opportunity I could get mm -hmm. to learn more, I would take it. And I think that not everybody always has those opportunities or maybe they're only taking one class Oh, yeah. A week or, or maybe where they grow up, there there isn't dance in their community. Yeah. And so I think you have to be in that spot where it's never too late. That's right. right. I, I, I truly believe that that is, yes. it's never too late. Um, there was a girl growing up in a dance studio that I danced at and she didn't dance till like in her late, into her late teens. And at first, you know, was not a great dancer yeah, and yeah. ended up by the time she was like 19 or 20, she was spectacular. You couldn't yes. take your eyes off of her. And it was, she started it later in life, but was. Her connection her was there. Connection her like willingness to succeed and she was, was one there. of the few people I knew that went on to actually like pursue it as oh, a career awesome. right yes. and it was so amazing to watch that and I I really believe that you can do it at any age oh, and yeah. that if you if you can still move <laughs> that's it yes um, you can dance and and sometimes you're doing it to be professional sometimes you're doing it just for the love of it mm -hmm. right for the joy that comes with dancing and moving your body yeah. and, and being in a performance with other people well right, right now at freedom Freedom. <laughs> um, I'm teaching an adult musical theater competitive class, and they are hardcore when it comes to the competition, but they have so much fun and their skill level varies so much. So it is like awesome to see these women come in and just give it their all as best as they can. And some of them are doing double pirouettes in the dance and some of them are hitting singles and they're like vibing together and encouraging one another. And some of them are there because they want to pursue it. And some of them are there because it is a fun extracurricular that they're doing like there's a mother-daughter duo yeah. and they come in together oh my gosh it's I'm, like I want that when I have a kid I want to do that that's like so cool so to see them come in and fight for it in this competition setting as adults is like if I knew that there was this option when I was in school and my teacher told me that I would have just told her like well if I can't do it this way I'll do it this way because I want to do it yes and, and, and it's that opportunity for everybody exactly, to grow right? yes. and, and I think innately when People love art, whether it be art or dance mm -hmm. or theater, music. When you find other like-minded souls that love those things and you can encourage one oh, another, yeah. it just it blossoms in a way that is spectacular, right? Yes. And I know even sometimes we'll get the opportunity to work with a composer who makes a piece of music and, mm -hmm. and it's just interesting to take their piece of music and then you make it into this piece of yes. dance and it comes together. And Or sometimes you'll take a piece of poetry mm -hmm. and turn it into a dance. Yeah. Um, and we worked with a beautiful, there was a beautiful piece of poetry that we used a couple of years ago oh, from awesome. a great poet. Um, and uh, 
it was just wonderful to take her words and, yes. and put it into dance. And then we sent it to her and she sent it this beautiful message back that was awesome. like, oh my gosh, I've never seen someone dance to my words. And just kind of connecting cool. those art forms. And I think yes. that it should never feel like you you can't pursue that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone should ever tell totally, you Totally, no. <laughs> yes. So I love that you didn't, um, that that fueled you and, and didn't discourage oh, yeah. you. Uh, we would we would be personally sad to not see you as uh. a dancer and a performer, <laughs> yes. uh, for sure. It was, um, that was a really defining moment in my life where when I made that choice, I knew that it would affect how I then proceeded through. And now since then, I have taken that same energy of if I feel like I am capable of it, even if I don't have the experience, I'll learn on my way. And if I'm not perfect at first, that's fine. I already know I don't have the experience yes. and I'm here to learn. So then I'll grow into it over time. And that is part of my journey. Like, I don't Amazing. have to do it before I'm 30 or before I'm 25 or whatever these like magical made up numbers are. <laughs> it is, I'm just living my life, enjoying my time here, yes. learning what I want and celebrating. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I love it. And tell me a little bit about, um, you have a theater company as yes. well. Emerson yes. Arts, it's awesome. We right now are actually dancing to a poem that I wrote. <laughs> oh, amazing, I love that. One of the dancers from Freedom, her name's Ava, she is, um, uh, like spectacular. I wrote, it's like a kind of like a creepy poem sort of to seduce the audience into wanting to stay in the carnival forever. And um, her job is to silently convince the audience that the words this man is saying so like deep and seriously and ominously that she is like the innocent light of what he is saying. So where he is speaking creepily, she is moving so beautifully. So together it creates this like enticing bond of poetry and dance that she is like, like if I was the audience, I'd be like, whatever she's doing, I want to do that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful. Oh yeah. It's That's so awesome. Cool. And then, you also um, you teach some vocally, right? Mm -hmm. You're a singer as well, yes. Performer, so you are what we would call a triple threat. Oh yeah, singer, yes. dancer, actor. <laughs> I love it. Totally, it's um, I love it all so much. Anything in the arts that I can get my hands on, or a project that I can start working on, I like will invest 100% into that thing right away. <laughs> that is wonderful. I love that. And so, in your world, in a in a dance world, where mm -hmm. would you want to see the world of dance in like five to ten years, and where do you Ooh. see yourself in that world? I think that in five to 10 years in dance, we could really create a, that is a long time. Active change I find takes a lot of people in a short amount of time. So if everyone yes. can get on a wavelength of like community, Right now, I'm in my master's at Laurier for community music, and it is through the lens, like, how to build and nurture communities, closed-door communities and open-door communities through music. And the fun thing about this program is I am doing it through the lens of dance. So Amazing. because it is connected to music. So how I relate to music is through my movement. Right. And how other like maybe it's a singer or a dancer. So the interesting thing about this is how to get people involved in dance in a community setting that is encouraging and supportive. And I think that that is what the future of the dance world needs. 100%. Community-based learning, lessons that are accessible to different types of people in different areas and that are like um, no pressure situations. So instead of like, okay, today we're going to learn how to pirouette as a unit and we're all gonna walk away with this skill. 
well. It's like, today we're gonna start learning how to pirouette and maybe we're gonna get it and maybe in a month when we come back to this, we'll figure it out then. But for today, we're gonna experiment. This is how your body should move to make this move happen. Let's figure out how it works for your body versus how it works for my body. And like yes. taking our time with dancers and making them feel supported and encouraged. I think that that is like the key. Like it is, and I love that. That that for me was a huge reason in, in opening a studio mm -hmm. was I wanted somewhere that felt safe. Oh my gosh! That you yes. could love and explore, and and it didn't matter who you were, how old you were, your mm -hmm. body size, type, shapes, everything. That yes. dance was for everyone. And some people, yes, you'll have dancers that will come in and can learn double pirouettes for sure in a heartbeat. But then you'll have dancers that maybe take a little longer. But then on the flip side, the dancer that learned the pirouette quickly might take longer to get the flexibility or the jump or That's the strength. Right. And then that dancer who maybe wasn't as good at turning yeah. is going to be a beautiful jumper. And I feel like teaching kids to understand that that journey is different mm -hmm. for everyone and it's not wrong. Yes, right. That's right. You, and you celebrate one another no yes. matter what. Like we we have a dancer who I can remember her working on like several pirouettes. Right. Mm -hmm. She she was just always a really good spinner. And then you know another girl in her class working on you know just trying to land a double. And yeah. when she got that, just the camaraderie of her being like, "Yes, girl, you go, yes. you got that." Yes. And that is the the community that you need. You need them to mm -hmm. appreciate, love one another, support each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and sometimes your journey in that um, creates dance pieces that are more unique to watch and oh my more gosh, beautiful yes. to watch, right? And they tell different stories because the more authentic that you're leaving people to be themselves, mm -hmm. the more interesting your stories become. Yes, right? oh yeah. And I, there is there is a movement towards that. I feel like for the longest time it, you, you were saying it and people would look at you like, oh, that's not, mm -hmm. that's not how we're gonna do it. Um, and now it, it's being embraced in a different way than it yes. used to be, which is amazing. And the expectation previously, or even when I started dance was you should look and behave and move move in this certain way and this is the dance style and this is the rules of how to achieve the move and if you can't do th it this specific way then you can't do that yes but that's now I'm finding yeah isn't that <laughs> yeah. so aggressive it's so like, aggressive I, I had a ballet teacher that would stand on top of us till we were in the splits yeah and I was like 10 years old and an itty bitty kid and uh -huh. you know he was a grown man and would just stand yes. on you until you're literally your hips could break um mm -hmm. instead where now we would never no my gosh never, never never do that right and our parents just were like okay oh that's dance that's dance. yeah this is what we would um, do we would never do that now it's mm -hmm. and and we would want kids to be able to feel their body and feel yes. that stretch and we know now from science and all kinds of things not everybody's going to achieve the splits yes and that's okay totally it's totally okay right it doesn't mean they're still not going to be a spectacular dancer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love that. That to me was a big learning curve through school because a lot of the people who I was with were also first time dancers. Like it was um, a musical theater school, so singing, voice, or I mean voice, acting, or dance could have been what got you into the school. And then the expectation was that you're working to build the other things. Yes. So there were a lot of people who this was their first time dancing and who took what that teacher's advice was and listened to it and stopped trying so hard in this thing and invested way more into these other things. And that worked really well for them because they connected more with those other art medians. But I also have seen other people like in my same class who heard that same thing and were like, also, well, I'm determined to do it and now have gone on to do 
X, Y, and Z all through dance. It's so awesome. Which is amazing. And really, as a performer, you want to be able to embrace the arts yes. as much as possible, right? And not some people will only love dance or they'll only mm -hmm. love music. But for those of us that love it all, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it is a beautiful journey to be able to to try and experiment mm -hmm. with different things, like um, even just like dance improv, right? Where yes. you take you know you can take a story and and create it uh, through dance mm -hmm. in a short amount of time um i, I love those moments Me right because um, it might look different every time i mm -hmm. remember being in university and having um, a dance professor come in and just was like okay you guys are water but you can't talk and we were like cool okay well she said you have to become water and so you have to kind of feed off of everybody right yes. until you become this movement of water, uh -huh. and, but to me, that's one of my most favorite memories yes. from university is this moment, and then she slowly added music to it and all these things, cool. and I think if you asked most other people in my class, they would have felt the same way. Yes. And it was this great, you couldn't talk, so you could mm -hmm. only kind of feel off of everybody's movement, and, that is and like it was community. stunning. I always wish we had a video of it, because yes. like, it looked really good. Totally, <laughs> and yeah. that, like, I bet you at first it started out and everyone was like, oh, we're gonna be water, oh my gosh, and like yeah. awkward and like giddy, and yes. then once you started playing, and then you were watching other people and connecting with one another, and then it escalated and grew, and I once she saw you connect, I'd imagine then she added the music, and was like, we're yes. all together here, we're moving, we're vibing as one, and now we can add in this layer, and I find that in arts, these three disciplines are all designed to build off of one another. Absolutely, yes. Like, like you said, there could be a person in your class who is doing a double pirouette and another person who is giving you the whole story on their face, yes. all the emotion that you need. So then to have those two people work together and like see their skills sort of like blend in from yes. one another. Oh Absolutely. my gosh, it's my favorite thing to see. I, 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 to me, those are the most beautiful moments, mm -hmm. right? Um, and those are the moments you remember. Right? Yes, totally. Um, and even when we talk to dancers like uh, who are former students, they'll say, "I remember this moment because, you know, we 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 achieved this together." Yes. Right? It's not often that they're referring to a solo piece mm -hmm. or any even a duet. It's often when they're referring to moments they had together as yes. a class, or moments where they had laughter or friendships, yeah. um, things that bonded them that maybe someone else wouldn't understand because uh -huh. they weren't in that room that day. Totally. Right? Yes. Yeah. And and it's such a beautiful. I don't know, I love those moments, and mm -hmm. I love it when people can reflect back on them and say, actually, this that we did was one of my favorite things we've ever yes. done. Yes, right? oh yeah. yeah. And that sort of, I think that those bonds start with um, like doing things incorrectly and then encouraging other people. Yes. So it is like positive re-encouragement right away helps connect people and create that bond or create that community in that space. And if you don't have that, then you don't grow as an artist as well. Exactly, Right. Yes. And so sometimes like I know taking that moment to just connect with one another mm -hmm. is just as important as the movie you're about to learn. Yes. Because if otherwise you look like 10 soldiers on a stage instead of yeah. you know 10 people who are doing one dance. Yes. Who are moving as a unit and, oh, and yeah. collectively. And those are my favorite dances to watch when you feel like everyone is moving as one. All together, yeah. They right? all understand what they're doing. They understand the story. They understand what they're trying to show you or what they're trying to achieve through this piece. Yes. And they're working together. So even if someone flubs up in the dance or they fall a beat behind, they can work together to get that person back on track or like yes. create a little solo moment for them and then yes. get back and on track. And then get back like, on track, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes those are, I always call them happy accidents. Yes. Sometimes you have a moment where that happens and then they work together as a team uh -huh. and then you'll watch it and then we'll go, Oh, you know, let's keep that. Let's just keep that. That actually looks really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? I really and, love and that. And those are great collaborative moments mm -hmm. where it, 
you know, was just kind of, it just happened. It was yes. very organic. Oh, but yeah. It's, then it's like, well, this is meant to stay like this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In one piece that I'm choreographing now, it's three girls at a sleepover, and then it's like um, a Halloween dance. The other girls come in, they're like monsters in the night. And <laughs> awesome. the three girls at the sleepover were like, this is really awkward. Like, what do we do? And I'm like, your best friends, tell each other a secret. Yeah. I don't know. And they all leaned over to one another and were like, last week I blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh, I did this, but I didn't tell anyone. And yeah. they did it right in class and then bonded. And then we're like, okay, three best friends at a sleepover. And yeah. it like, and it happened so quickly, so quickly, right? Yeah. It was so interesting to see. I was like, wow, their comfort level and willingness to share and accept what is being shared. Like, this is a crazy, at your age, I never would have been able to accept or like reciprocate that they're so much more emotionally intelligent than I was at that age. But it's also awesome that you're creating that space for them to do that, oh, right? Oh yeah, and totally. And giving them that opportunity to to have a moment and, and mm -hmm. connect with one another, Yes. right? Yes. It is, I find that at Freedom, that is the vibe all around. In the lobby, people are connecting. There are friends in multiple classes who are like, oh, this is so-and-so and we're in ballet together and this is so-and-so and we're jazz next class together. Let's all sit together and have a snack. Or like, <laughs> even for me and the teachers, like some days I'm like quite nervous going into class and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I hope I get the point across and I hope I'm clear for these girls who are thriving already and I'm like need to keep up with what they're offering. And then I go and talk to the other teachers and I'm like, this is how I'm feeling and they'll have feedback or they'll be like, you're doing great. Like we can hear you through the door and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. So it is like this culture of what you give, I'll just match you. And if it makes you uncomfortable to share, I'll share too. And we'll connect and support each other to grow. Oh my gosh, it is like such that a beautiful awesome. environment to be a part of. Yeah, it's so That's cool. Awesome. That, that makes my heart happy. Oh, yeah. For me, that is the most important piece of it, right? Is mm -hmm. that you, and as an artist, you're always a little bit vulnerable because you're always, whether, yes. you're, whether you're the performer performing someone else's choreography, whether you're the choreographer mm -hmm. uh, creating that piece, it's vulnerable because you're putting, you're always putting a piece of yourself in there, yes. right? So you need you need that love and that support so mm -hmm. that you can con continue to grow yeah. as people, right? It is that yeah. is what makes the difference is like being together and knowing that you can do these things and that you won't get shamed or told to stop or ridiculed for some reason, like. Because nobody needs that. <laughs> exactly, yeah, like no. you already know. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's great that if you can continue that journey like all the way through your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, like we had a guest on, we were talking about wanting to dance till we were 80, right? Oh, yeah. Like right into your 80s. And we have dancers um, who dance with us that are, you know, well in, like retired, yes. right? And, oh, they're, yeah. and they're continuing to dance or sometimes just starting their life's journey yeah. into dance as they retire, yeah. right? Um, and I think it's so important to still keep all these art forms yes. and to play. Totally. I feel like we still need to play as grown-ups. I agree. Um, and, and we need to remind kids to play. Yes. They try sometimes to be too grown-up too fast. I agree. And it's like life is meant to play. <laughs> yeah, we're here to have a good time. Yes, yes, we're learning this skill, but it is not like, I'm not walking around with a wooden stick slamming no. it off the floor <laughs> while no fame moment someone <laughs> is playing the piano yeah. to classical. Like in my ballet class, when they're not able to focus to a piano track, we'll find a Disney song yes. that they know the words to. So as we're going to get them connected to what we're doing, I'll be like, sing along, you all know the words to love is an open door. Yes. And then they'll start singing and we'll do rendezvous to that or yes. whatever we're doing. And they'll that remember day. that though, because they'll go home and practice yes. it. They're more likely to have that moment 
of like, I'm going to put on Frozen yes. and do Ronda Shams than totally. being like, Mom, can you find me this classical uh-huh. ballet song? Yeah. Right? And there's a place for all of those things. But Absolutely. as we're learning, it's so important that their minds are still able to grow. And mm-hmm. we teach them in a way that they can understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is watching them go from like totally distracted and like their energy is like scattered all around the room. They're running from place to place. And I'm like, no, we're supposed to be at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and then change, change the, energy, the energy. And they're like laser focused and they're watching each other have a good time mm-hmm. and then they're engaging more and like leaning over and telling a joke and then getting back into it and yeah, it's no. so cool to see that's awesome yeah, yeah and I think then you you grow lifelong dancers you grow lifelong yes. friendships oh yeah um, and and a lifelong love of dance right mm-hmm. we were recently doing um, just like a like an online um, workshop with Brian Friedman who is oh, a spectacular cool. choreographer and dancer mm-hmm. and he talked a lot about having balance in his life as a teenager in the studio he grew up in and that he you know could love dance and had these amazing dance friends but yeah. he still had balance with school and other things other mm-hmm. activities that he wanted to do and he said he felt like where he knew other people that were burnt out that mm-hmm. he was still thriving and he still yes. wanted to grow as a dancer and that you know even as a senior there was tons of people in his class yeah. and I loved that because I feel like for me that's always the goal is to have people dance straight straight through into their seniors uh, of high school or or university, whatever they, or onward after that as grown adults, right? To to find that love so that that joy is still there Mm -hmm. and that artistry is still there. So you're still always wanting to grow and learn as a person. Yes. And that we're not burning people out, that they find that balance. Because sometimes you need the life experience to also add to your performance as a as a performer, whether it be acting or, or dancing or yeah. poetry, but you you need those skills to, to come together, right? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like when I was a kid, well, I was not allowed to do anything in the arts other than those like cultural dances, but that was like more like a community event. So right. you wouldn't go to practice that. You just would go and like learn how to do it on the spot. Yeah. Um, I wanted so much to learn voice when I was a kid. I loved to sing, I loved to dance. I like knew I wanted to be a performer since the day I was born. And just my parents were like, no, you must learn Taekwondo. <laughs> Why would I ever need that skill in this lifetime? Like, who am I fighting? Not absolutely no one. No, so, that's not really in your, yeah, your you know. personality, no. <laughs> so I like learned all of this stuff and we went three times a week and I was in school and we did soccer and it was like, I too was burnt out because I was not passionate about it. And I was being forced to like learn discipline and okay, yeah, those skill sets have definitely helped me in my life. Like I can now compartmentalize things or prioritize things very clearly and have good discipline to get things done. But also as a kid, like, I want to dance. I want to sing. Like I want to have a good time too. (laughs) I'll learn that. I'll do your taekwondo once a week. But let me do this thing over here for me once a week. You know? Yes, exactly. Let me balance it. Yeah. Yes. Like it's it's interesting. Probably as much as you didn't love taekwondo, probably some of the skills from a flexibility point. Oh yeah. Helped with dancing. Oh my gosh! Totally. Yes. Yes. And the strength training. We did a lot of flexibility training. There were like tests where you had to kick certain heights and like stuff like that and then when I went to college and started learning like bat mom I'm like oh my gosh I already know this one (laughs) (laughs) you're like I know how to do that yeah Yeah, I'm like I got it oh don't flick at the knee you got it I'll just hold it in (laughs) yeah (laughs) so cool yeah but yeah you you want to give kids that experience that they Mm -hmm. can find the balance between those things and discover what they love because it's part of who they are right and and sometimes um like neither of my parents were um artistically inclined as far as dance mm-hmm. um, went. However, like my mom um, was always a really great seamstress oh. and was a cake decorator, oh. right? So she could make this 
beautiful art on cakes uh -huh. and do these, you know, sew these beautiful things. And yes. so she would always say, I don't know where you got these dance skills from. But I feel like the it was the artistry I got from her. Yeah, totally. We just expressed it in different ways. And right? like the passion for the craft. And yes. like, I bet you saw like the release of her daily like stress or anxiety yes. when she started doing these things. Well, she would spend three or four hours making these spectacular cakes cool. and be so proud and excited about it. Yes. And for myself now, it's like, I want to make the cake so I can eat it. <laughs> But it's like I, I can't spend more than like yeah. I couldn't spend more than a half an hour decorating. <laughs> I'm like it would I let not it cool pretty. down for 15 minutes already. Like <laughs> yeah, it was like I would not be pretty. But for my mom, that was it was her art. It was mm -hmm. her canvas, right? Yes. And so I think sometimes it might look different than what your parents are doing, but mm -hmm. maybe they've still given you a little gene, or sometimes it's just your own. Oh yeah, Something oh that yeah. You were just you were just born with. Right? As an adult, yeah. I found out that my dad and my aunt are Canadian national champions of the accordion. Together, oh, wow. I was like, whoa, so you get to do music, but I don't, okay. <laughs> and uh, my grandfather, when he lived in Macedonia, traveled around with the like folklore dance group and was their lead dancer and their singer. So I'm like, what are you it guys is in talking your genetic about? History, yeah. yes. I'm like, no one told me that I was meant to do this, and now you're telling me I can't do this? Come on, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so do you, um, obviously, there's a lot of joy on your face. Do you feel happy that you've you know pushed past those things oh, and yes. persevered to pursue pursue the arts totally yeah and um i don't know if it is like reverse psychology yes this i think is a thing in european culture <laughs> <laughs> so i found that when i was a kid they were saying like oh you can't do this you'll never achieve this and now as an adult they're like i knew you could do it and I'm like, did you? <laughs> you <laughs> did never you? told me. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, the, where does that yes. fit into that play? And right? then when I wanted to go to art school, it was like a big debate. Like I was training or like going through school to become a geologist. That was right. my path through high school was art or geology. So my family was like, obviously, he's going to be a geologist. And then when I went to school, it was like, a point where I had to say either I'm gonna do this on my own and then we won't have a connection or I'm gonna do this with your help and you can come with me on the journey this whole way and we'll bond and have a great time together. And that is what ended up happening, thank the Lord. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, it was so lucky. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yes, it oh, was really awesome. cool. Well, I'm so excited and I appreciate you sharing all of your stories yes. <laughs> um, and, and sharing your experience with us so that we can relate to that. I'm sure you're going to inspire many people when they're listening to everything. And um, so if there was one thing that you wanted to like leave our audience with today, what would you want to say to them? Mm. Um, I would want to say this. Find your joy in life and differentiate the things that you're doing because you have to and the things you're doing because you want to. And then try to bring the joy of the things you want to do across the board. Because if you can find something that you like in everything that you have to do, everything you're doing will become so much more enjoyable. Your life will feel like lighter and you'll be more connected to the things you're doing and the people you're doing them with. Try to find the joy in everything that you're doing. Just like one thing you like, even if you're vacuuming and you're like, oh my gosh, I hate vacuuming, but you love the way it looks after, then focus on that focus one on thing that. and you're like, the lines on the carpet are so good. Like, <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I love that. That That is one of those, when you're cleaning the house sometimes, definitely you're like, oh, but then it's like, but I do love a clean house. Yes. And oh, I want yeah. it to be healthy for my family. And uh -huh. yes, and then it brings you to a, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'll put some music yeah, okay, on. I'll, I'll do make it. The best I'll dance around to yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Mason, so much yes. for being here today on 
dancers in the studio oh drinking gosh, tea really? and coffee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we wish you all the best in your journeys as a dancer, a performer, an actor, singer, choreographer, all of the above. And uh, I can't wait to see what comes next. Oh my gosh, yes. Yay. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much to Mason for coming out and sharing his love of dance. It's a joy to see people living their truest selves and embracing their creativity.